And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. If it is your first time here, welcome. Today we have the Broken Spokes on the show. Well, technically we only have Josh and Brent from the Broken Spokes, but you know what? We talk about the whole band. We do the whole thing. So yeah, we have the Broken Spokes here. I'm psyched. This was a such a fun conversation. We had this back um, a few weeks ago now um super cool guys they are out of houston texas um the best way if you've never heard of the broken spokes put us on pause right now okay paused now oh wait a minute don't pause yet listen to what i gotta say go check these guys out because if you like real country music if you like that i don't want to say old-timey sound that you know that authentic when you think of country music you think of you know, you think of some some keys, some fiddle, some, you know, some down home, you know, heartbreak and drinking and just, you know, what country music feels like. You know, if you had to put a if you had to show somebody that it wasn't from this world, what country music is supposed to feel like the broken spokes is what country music should feel like. And it's what should it what it should sound like i'm so excited because it's it's nice to have a band that does all of those things that encompasses the body and soul of what country music i mean at least to me should be you know this is exactly it you know and again i'm not knocking any of the other kinds of country music that are out there you know there's there's so much right there's so much out there from you know from all genres from every genre it seems like a music there is now a uh, there's a country music act that goes with it right but if you were to you know i'm 36 years old if i were to if i could dig up you know my grandparents and whatnot and i said hey and i said hey listen to the broken spokes they would i think it would transcend them back to a time when you know, George Jones was at the top of his game when Johnny Cash was at the top of his game, when Merle Haggard was at the top of his game, you know, all these legends were at the top of their game. This is, this is the broken spokes, everyone. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not bullshit and I'm not, you know, any of that. This is what this band is. It encompasses all of that and it feels so fucking good. Excuse my language, but if you're, if it's your first time here, this is the first time you're going to hear me swear. Um, so a big thank you to these guys for coming on and and doing the damn thing. It was it was absolutely incredible to talk with them and you know get a sense of what they're doing. You know, this is a band that I would love to see come up here 
and and tour up in this area and do do the thing up here um i really think we could get them up here and put in some some good places but um anyway with that being said i hope you enjoy the show it, it, we had some laughs we had we we cried we laughed we cried it was awesome we had a we had a great time big thank you to these guys um so i hope you enjoy sit back relax enjoy the show um, if you haven't already, a few things before we get into it, um, follow us on all of our social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram is where we do most of our stuff. We do have a Twitter. We do have a TikTok. Um, the TikTok, we're starting to ramp up a little bit. We got some things we're working on, um, and we have now launched our bootsandwhiskeyentertainment.com, our website. Um, there you're going to find the podcast. You're going to find blogs. You're going to find all kinds of things, things I think, things I feel. Um, about the industry and some things that are going on um, we're also working on some events that we're going to be hosting and catering to as well um, and if you're an artist listening to this and you're looking for some help marketing management what have you you know reach out we are also venturing into that as well um, if you are a business uh, that's at least local to you know new england that is looking to do whiskey tastings and reviews and and all that and an episode you know reach out uh, we have some we have some options for that as well um but other than that guys sit back relax enjoy the show and again um our friends the broken spokes enjoy we want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hey, Brent. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Yeah, man. No problem. I brought, I got Josh Artel, the guitar player and co-founder. Hey, Josh. What's going well. on, man? Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. Oh, man. You know, just, just hanging out, man. Just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I know about ba- uh, bedtime, my friend. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, man. I you got, know, it's, I got three it's, girls, so. it's like the, the best and worst part of my night. <laughs> yeah, I hear Yeah, that's a, that's an apt way to describe it. It's, it's the witching hour. You know what? It, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's real. Oh God, it's one of those things where you know, my youngest is he'll be four in October, and you know when he's not at home, he can pretty much fall asleep wherever he wants to. <laughs> but if he's at home, he needs my wife or I literally talk inside of him for him to fall asleep there you go i like his style he's already running the show he's like look i can't sleep unless you hold me rub my head and tell me a story all at the same time i'm sorry it's just, oh it's my god it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable anyway so nice like i said you know through texas is about you i want you guys i want you guys to kind of you know tell your story and you know we'll we'll kind of bullshit through through this and you know have fun Sounds good. Yeah, man. So, yeah, tell us what you're doing here, what you're doing, you know, what what's going on in, in your world? Man, we've been busy. Uh, this summer has been a really good one. We just did a, uh, a nice little first out-of-state, major kind of out-of-state run 
here out of Texas. We went up kind of through the Midwest into Miss, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, and that was actually really, really good. We had a good time, uh, had a good response. Um, coming home, going to get ready for the fall, working on some new music, and just, uh, just trying to figure all this out, you know? Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Now, for what you guys have been doing, there's what, five of you, right? Six. Six. Oh, God, I can't count. Um, <laughs> That's all good. Now, has it, has it always been six of you? It hasn't. It hasn't. So we, we, we've kind of been primarily a five-piece for, I'd say, a majority of the time of the band. And then we added Ellen, who sings and plays uh, fiddle with us maybe about two years ago. Oh, nice. And then so we'll either perform usually as a six-piece with the steel and the fiddle, or depending on you know what's going on, we may have a five-piece with Ellen on the fiddle or just the steel, et cetera. But it's given us a little bit of flexibility from that perspective. Um, we can kind of put the large band together, so to speak, when we need to, and then pare it down when we need to. Nice, nice. Now, how is that, you know, when you have a band of that size, right, is that, what's that conversation like amongst the six of you, where it's like if, you know, you go and do something, you know, solo as, you know, yourself or, or whatever, if you're only like, hey, I only need, you know, a, a drummer and a, you know, a, a, a guitarist or, you know, whatever. How do, how do those conversations go? I would say most of the conversation is about what we're going to eat and then how we're going to get there, what time we're going to be there. Um, <laughs> that's usually takes up, I would say, 95% of our conversations. Uh, but the rest of it, you know, it kind of falls into place. I think a lot of the other guys in the band uh, and, and gal, uh, you know, they all have like kind of different things going on and whatnot, but we all – somehow or another seem to make it happen and get to the same place at the same time and, and you know, somehow eat the same food. Yeah. That's, I feel like sometimes it's a matter of them, not them doing something else or, or not, not necessarily us leaving them at home, them being involved in another project or doing something here or there or out of town or something. And so, you know how people's lives get chaotic. Um, Got, yeah. So sometimes it's just out of necessity. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So out of the six of you, you two are pretty much the. I, this is gonna probably sound bad, but are you the guy? Are you guys the catalyst of the group? Where it's... yeah, we're the brains and the brawn, the talent and the looks, man. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I didn't want to say it. I'm only saying know. that because they're not here right I'm about now. To say, yeah. I wish I wish they right. could all be here. Everybody right. Their eyes. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I guess I mean it where, you know, if if the other four members decided tomorrow, you know you know, they come up to you and be like, you know what, fuck you two and leave. Would you guys still continue on as the Broken Spokes? Is, is Absolutely. I guess I, Josh and I formed the band originally. So the band's been around in, in some way, shape or form since about 2012, early 2013. Um, and Josh and I kind of came together and originally formed it. Um, Josh and I go way back. So we've known each other since we were in high school. We played in punk rock bands together in high school. And so, you know, he and I have always kind of been the foundation of it with it, with it, you know, pretty much being our band for the most part. Right. Sure. I think we've tried to do a good job of including all the other people as much as humanly possible. Right. In the the overall mix of having a voice and an opinion and, and getting to be an active participant rather than just a, you know, a hired gun grabbing a paycheck. Right. Well, to, to add on that also, you know, when getting started and getting guys in the band, getting everybody interested and getting, you know, finding a drummer and then the drummer quits and we find a bass player and then, the, you know, it was kind of that whole deal when we first got started getting going. And so we had a whole bunch of different people in a short amount of time. And so it, it turned out to be kind of a hired gun sort of situation. And now we have some people in the band that are capable, that, that are in, 
and 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 willing to to put in more effort and, right. and be a part of it and so that's actually been uh that's been huge i mean oh, a yeah. big big part of it we sure. wouldn't be where we are without those guys right oh, of course of course i mean period that's that's great now what were you were you had you guys done anything the two of you prior to this venture yeah like i said we were in a we were <laughs> it had been quite a long time but we were in a, in a punk rock band in the late nineties in Houston together for a little while before uh, we all graduated and split up uh, during our college years. But, you know, we kind of always kept in some relative touch over time. Um, and then as we had gotten older, right, we, we had kind of, as we got re in touch, realized, Hey, we're kind of digging on some of the same things musically, uh, which was cool to see. Uh, and, you know, we both, I think started itching at that point in time to want to play some more. And so I think it just kind of happened naturally a little bit. I think that was my question where if it was like how how much if any time had passed from those punk rock days Man, to well, how long so that was probably in the late 90s 15 years yeah at least yeah so did you not did either of you play music in that 15 year time span or did you just you know I, I actually uh, I played in a band shortly after that. And then kind of hung it up, to be honest with you, for a short while. Then uh, dated some some crazy girl that, that made me realize that she wanted me to play in a band. And so that, yeah, of course, I wanted to play in a band real bad after that. And uh, got back into it. And that was about the same time that Brent and I kind of uh, started hanging out again and talking about this, you know, this new stuff called Old Country that we like to listen to. So <laughs> got into that. Yeah, and I had been playing acoustic myself here and there once i got into college i got kind of indoctrinated oh, yeah, you did the introduced yeah. into the kind of the texas country thing and then from there into the more you know i would say singer songwritery stuff you know towns and grant parsons and john prine and guy clark and all of that stuff so i kind of got into that songwritery singer songwriter stuff um for quite a while and and had just been playing acoustic but i was again i was itching to kind of maybe do the band thing at the time that we put this together that's awesome. That's awesome. So what was it that um, anybody that knows anything about music, right, will know that punk rock to real country music is quite the leap? Well, it is in certain ways. And I think we've talked about this. I don't It, it isn't in others. Right. I sure. what, what, what we, we've taken our influences as a band with the Broken Spokes, right, is from kind of that raw you know, exposed nerve straight to the point, you know, epicenter of how country music was, was, you know, came about, so to speak. Right. And then punk rock to me was always raw roots music and, and traditional country, you know, was, is the kind of the same. And if you look back at some of these guys from back in those days, from, you know, the Merle Haggards and the Waylands and the Johnnies and, the, you know, George Jones, I mean, those guys were probably more punk rock than most punk rockers will ever be. Huh. Huh. Yeah, man, I had an uncle when I was growing up, uh, older. He was a colorblind electrician, a, a successful one at that. But anyways, he uh, he always listened to Johnny Cash. You know, I never, I never really cared for it much when I was a kid, right? And then, I mean, I just thought it was old old man music, right? As Blake Shelton would call it, I guess. <laughs> uh, almost some of this punk rock stuff. I showed up with a mohawk one time at, you know, Christmas. And I'm like, oh, man, Uncle Jimmy's going to beat the snot out of me for having a mohawk. And then he's like, you know. He didn't say anything for a long time. And he's like, you know, I had one of them haircuts in the 50s in Trinity, Texas. And I'm like, what? And it kind of blew my mind. And I started putting all the pieces together. The dude is basically punk rock in the 50s, you know, and it has a lot of commonalities, you know, that 
the old school country, you look at all those, those artists, all those guys are crazy. You know, they're basically like the sex pistols in the fifties and sixties. And I think like that music aligns with that also. And that, that, like I said, like the, the raw form of it, you know, so there's a little bit of a, a, a linear, you know, commonality in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, guess, I guess that makes sense. Right. That really, that really does make sense. You know, it's, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you can get outside of the, uh, the, the, the visuals of it, yeah, right. Yeah. And some of the audio of it, I mean, it really both kind of is three chords and the truth. Now uh, it may depend on what your perspective of the truth is, right. Depending on which side of the, the coin you're going to fall. But, you know, we've always appreciated DIY, you know, for the people, by the people. And, and, and that's kind of how we've kind of run, taken that spirit into this band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh God, you know, I, I love that you said that because I, I've actually never really thought about it. Like yeah. the whole, yeah, we, we, it's funny. Cause we get asked that. Cause you know, sometimes with what we do, right. Uh, we've got kind of a very old, you know, old school traditional sound and, and we do that on purpose. Right. So a lot of people will say, you know, once we get into our story, well, how did you get from this to that? And, you know, when we think about it and the more we've talked about it, right, it, it's not necessarily that far of a jump, man. I think sometimes it's just wherever you are in your, the maturity of life, right? Yeah. That attitude manifests itself in different ways. Uh, you mellow as you're older, right? You get older um, and then you get a little more perspective on life, right? So I don't think you're usually quite as angry um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. about so, about everything. Um, but but again, I think the basis of the of the, the 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 passion and the thoughts behind the music are very similar yeah you know because you know i kind of jokingly say it all the time myself where you know my musical tastes have with keeping that central mass vibe going we have to thank our friends over at the dcu center again here in worcester dcucenter.com they are the premier venue here in central massachusetts they are a mid-size arena they're the home of the worcester railers the massachusetts pirates numerous concerts numerous events check them out dcucenter.com they are at 50 foster street right here in worcester cheers not always been country music you know if you know, to be to be honest, it's only been within the last, Jesus, decade or so that I actually cared about country music. You know, and I and I equate that to, like you said, getting older, getting less angry at the world, or you know, your parents, or or whatever the case may be. Right. Well, like you said, you you go from your heartache being my parents and the man in school are holding me down to well, I lost my job, my dog died, and my wife left me. You know what I mean? And it's just again. Right. Uh, maybe maybe the same same highway different vehicle you know right yeah yeah absolutely now uh, with this is this is kind of a way off topic question but with your punk rock i guess background we'll call it have you ever thought of taking some of those punk rock songs and making them? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like a thousand times. The biggest issue with that, though, was the lyrics. So okay. you start playing some song, you know, uh, with the lyrics, you know, I, I killed a baby today or something, some misfits, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, and you throw it in. It's like, yeah, the, the melody's there, the chords, you know, it's, it's all in the key of G and all that stuff, whatever. And you put it together, but the lyrics just don't sound right. If you don't know that song and you show up and you're in the crowd, and you're like, what is this guy singing about? This is insane, <laughs> you know. 
So this it's, isn't it's been, the show uh, I came quite to. difficult trying to find something that lines up in that yeah, sense. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about this because we would love to find like an old punk rock tune that we can just spoke out, so to speak. Um, or maybe an old grunge tune or metal tune, something, right? And and one day we will find the right tune and do it. But like you said, um, sometimes we, we got to stop and get perspective on, uh, you know, I, we may think this is cool, yeah. but unfortunately the people that paid to come in here tonight, they may not think it's cool. And, and you know, again, we've, we've grown up now. We're, we're considering what other people think at times. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but uh, it happens. But yeah. yeah, that was a Ray Price tune. Here's another one by the quarters well, called uh, Hater Ride Doing Heroin. That's right. <laughs> that's my work. It's funny because we've also talked about saying, okay, maybe twice a year, we need to have a punk band that plays all the old school country standard covers to straight punk rock. That would work. Yeah. And, and I don't oh. know what we'll call it, but it'll just be a straight punk show. And I'm like, I would be down with that as well, too. Yeah. Damn. That really blows some people's mind. They're like, aren't those yeah. the country guys? And like, yeah, they're they're ripping right now. <laughs> that would be badass. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think so, too. The problem is, like, we've got so much we need to do for this band. <laughs> Then, right, like, right, if we're, right. like now, people would be like, why are you doing this when you need to be doing this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, All the right, business right. people we deal with, everybody else would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. We haven't put out an album in however, yeah. however long, but, but we got this great punk karaoke Sunday thing going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you could get, you guys would just be, you know, I mean, you would be, I guess you would just be the spokes, right? Because yeah, I, don't, I don't know what we'd call it, but we, we, the broken smokes. Yeah. Yeah. The spoke brokens or something. I don't know. Yeah. Spoke, spoken brokes. Yeah. Oh man. That's too funny. So when, when it comes to like your music and what you're doing with, with the band and all that, what is that, you know, how is that going for you guys? And I think, I, I mean, I think it's going really, really well. Um, you know, the band kind of started way back in the day more as, as, as a kind of a cover band, right? I think most most bands or, or artists start that way. Oh, yeah. But we were kind of saying, look, no one does the old school stuff exactly the way it was done, right? So we had a very little cool niche. No one did kind of what we did. And the original side of the band is probably in the last five to six years, maybe since about 2016, has started to grow. Um, and again, you know, we've been talking a lot about this lately is, you know, in this day and age, we're learning about the music business and the content now, you know, more product now, more new now in the right. way a lot of these guys, the, the business is, is going and the way these people are handling it. So we're trying to balance spending time on, you know, thinking ahead, writing new music, recording, and but still playing as much as we want to play. Because, I mean, there's been years that we played 75-ish shows you know, in a year and with everybody, you know, kind of having families and uh, several of us have, you know, day jobs and things outside of this still, you know, it becomes a lot, right. You know, when we would get into a situation where we play, you know, a private party on a Wednesday or Thursday and we do Friday, Saturday, um, or we say, Hey, we've, we've got Friday, Saturday this week in a, in a private party on Tuesday. And we try to get everybody together Wednesday for a rehearsal or something to work on music. It just, right. It, it's real easy for everybody to say, well, let's just worry about that next week. Right. We've we got a kind of a busy week. Right, right. Now, with the way you guys are now, is how is the scheduling? Are, are you guys finding it hard to be a cohesive six-piece all the time? Uh, as long as we don't schedule too much, yeah, it works out great. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's all that we're always in that, uh, yeah, we're always caught between the, like, we want to do more, um, and but can we handle any more kind of a thing, like, the right, right way? We actually do it all right. I, I think, right. you know, considering 
everybody, you know, you're talking about basically being married to five other people and then having to figure all that out and figure all the schedule and everything like that out. And, and we do, we actually make it happen. I don't know how, but we do make it happen most of the time. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know what it's like to be married to one other person, and that's a nightmare sometimes. Yeah, I'm married to one at home, and then we're all married to five right. on, the, on, right. the, on the road. So. Well, without the, without any of the perks, you know. Right. I And I, I said that, and I don't mean that in, like, like my wife's hard to handle, but it's like scheduling wise. It's, it's hey, we hilarious. all got wives, bro. We know everybody that's on listens to this that has a wife. I, mean, exactly I, what you're I shouldn't even apologize. She doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you guys are out, you know, you guys just said you did like a you know an extended tour outside of of Texas and all that. Like, how, how what was the reception like for you? I mean, I think it was really good for the most part. Um, we went to a lot of places we've never been before. Yeah. Um, and again, outside of um, the little bit of publicity we've gotten through, like Saving Country Music um, and, and a few other little outlets, and then whatever uh, you know success we can find on the streaming, you know, Spotify and Apple Music, there's not a, really a big way for folks, especially as you go north, right, to really know that much about us. So we, we really didn't know what to expect. But it was one of those situations where we're like, man, let's just, again, just rip the bandaid off and go do it. Yeah. And so I think, like you said, uh, you know, we had, uh, I think the best show crowd wise was the one in Minnesota. I mean, there was probably 175 people there. Um, but the nice thing about the whole thing was, is at every show, there were a handful of people, multiple people, right? They came up and were like, hey, we drove from somewhere to see you guys. We're so excited. We couldn't believe you came. Right. We're into it. And so that was really cool to see. And then, you know, we did kind of what we do here all the time, too, is, you know, we kind of try to win fans one at a time. Even if you don't know us that well and you wander in here, we're going to keep you in here for a little while, hopefully. And at the end, we want you to walk up and go, wow, I didn't even know you guys existed, but you guys were amazing. This was awesome. Right. And so I, I think we kind of killed two birds with one stone in that aspect where we we kind of got to reinforce with some of the fan, you know, uh, let's just say the fewer fans that we have. Right out of state and then uh, we started laying a foundation with some new ones now how did you decide that how did you decide okay we're gonna go we're gonna hit these places um outside of our comfort zone well the nice thing was is we you know the one of the shows there was really an anchor show for us that had kind of reached out to us and said hey we want you you know we found you guys through the saving country music uh, you know albums of the year whatever those folks have done this venue said look we really want to have you um, and they did a, you know, God bless them. They, they took care of us financially to make the, the trip work. Right. So at that point we were with, our we talking to our booking agency saying, Hey, look, we're, we're going to go do this. I mean, we could, e we could easily go do it as a one-off, but like, let's right. Let's make, Hey, you find as many gigs as you can between here and there. And, and let's just, while we're out there and, and we know that financially we can make it work. Um, let's try to do it. Right. Right. Now, again, this is a nitty gritty kind of show, right? Where I may ask too many questions and you might want to tell me to go fuck myself. But um, <laughs> now for, for something like that, for a band like yours, you know, you do these dates outside of your comfort zone. Does it end up being, obviously it's always worth it, right? But is it, right. does it end up being financially worth it to something that you could say, hey, okay, we could, you know, this was, either successful we broke even we lost money whatever or you know to a point where you could say all right let's do the northeast next time or let's do the west coast next time you know yeah no like it's that. a good question i mean i think josh you would agree i mean we yeah. we about broke even i would say after we paid everybody in the van josh and i did not 
necessarily break even, but we kind of planned that way, right? Right. Part of it was, dude, this is going to be a blast. Let's just go have fun and do it, right? right. I mean, who gets, you're living the dream, man. This is what every per kid or that grows up that says, hey, I want to play music. You know, that's the dream, right? And we said, hey, look, we get to go do a little run here. Let's just, let's go have fun and do it. But but you have to kind of think about these things in terms of you know making small deposits, right? It's the whole plant the seed and let the let the plant grow. Sure. Um, it's one of the things where I, I think every artist would tell you. And again, I I'd love to talk to more artists that are that are further along than us to hear about their you know how they you know treaded these waters and and how you know looking back what they do differently and whatnot. But you know I think we we use it as an investment right in the future to say, look, little, little investments here and there, and we'll keep growing them. Because I know when we left, pretty much everybody that we played for and stopped through was like, look, man, this was awesome. Next year, here's what we're going to do. Oh, man, now you know, now we know. Now we need to hook you up with these people. We need to, you know, maybe we can get you an extra show. And I, uh, we need to have a bigger show, and we'll do this and this and this. So, you know, in that aspect, I think it was super, super helpful and, and, and successful. And like I said, I mean, you know, in this day and age, you just kind of chip away because it's, you know, the fact that, you know, everybody has a voice now, right? The, the old model's dead, right? right? It used to be that if you, the record company came and tapped you, right? You were the chosen one and everyone heard you, right? The radio played you, every score, store carried your records, right? Every tour wanted you on it. You were tapped, you were in. And now it's awesome because now, you know, anyone and everyone can have an opportunity, Right. But there's just so much going on and honestly, so much good stuff going on. It's super hard at times to how do you pick our head up and how do we get noticed? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah. Just to, to add on that a little bit, you know, I think we're always kind of looking at like, is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, there's a lot of guys that go out there that, that just, they just want to tour. They just want to play, which is totally fine. I, I love that. But sometimes they're doing that with their heart and not their head. They go out and they just, you know, all of a sudden they come back and like, oh, I'm 10 grand upside down because I spent all this money and right. nobody came out to the shows. I didn't even think about it. I was just trying to play every single night, uh, which that works out for some people. Sometimes it doesn't. And so just looking at this and then also looking at the way things are um, in this day and age with social media and, and all that, it's like, okay, well, you know, is this going to be worth doing? Is it not going to be worth doing? And so it was really telling and really uh, interesting to go about doing that. And uh you know, to come out and be able to pay our guys after clocking what three thousand miles in four or five, five days, days, days. At, at eight eight miles to the gallon, yeah. and still be able to pay our guys and room and board and all that stuff. I mean, I think that's a W. And then you know, you count in the, the other added part. Now we got to thank our friends on the North Shore, the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan. Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out. 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers.
part of it, there were people there that were like, we saw that you were playing here. Uh, some people had heard of us before. Some people hadn't, but they looked us up. They came out. They saw us. They loved it. They bought, bought merch. Bought yeah. merch. They followed us, you know, and then so it, it, it even aside from the financial, you know, part of it, I guess you could say initially, um, it does. It's kind of an investment in that sense, you know, but it, I would say it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. me too. I, like I said, we knew going in and, and we, we had right enough guarantee from a financial perspective to make it work. And that's why we were like, okay, right. We got nothing to lose here. Let's just go take a swing. Right now. So you're, you're seeing kind of, you know, the upside of that then, right. Where, you know, when you talk about the fans and, you know, more of an outreach to people and, you know, the followers and all that, because at the end of the day, you know, that that's almost as much as important as, you know, the, the financial aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're kind of one of the same, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't have one without the others. Right, right. right. And I think we're more focused. I mean, we're trying to be finance, not just ridiculous on the financial end, right? But we're trying to be focused on saying, look, let, you know, what do we need to do to kind of move this, the needle, right, from where we are to the next step, right? I, I don't think we're, we're at all ever focused on becoming rock stars or doing anything different. It's just how can we systematically you know, make this thing a little bigger, right. And get in front of a few more people and, and just expand this thing a little bit more. Um, I know we've said this in a lot of interviews as we've been talking about the record last year, but, you know, we've, we've kind of had a, a thought process at times where we're like, well, you know, what we do is a kind of niche, right. Or whatever, but, and it's probably about as big as it's going to get. Right. And, but, and then we're having fun and this is good and everything's great. And then, you know, it'll get a little bigger and we'll go, Whoa, okay, well, that's cool. You know, but it's probably now, right? It's probably about now is about as big as it's going to get, right? And I think we we kind of were artificially putting a ceiling on what we were doing. And if you look around with what's going on in music and country music in particular, we might have a time. We might not have been able to time this any better in terms of when we're coming around because there really is, you know, this roots traditional push, you know, outside of the system to say, look, a we want to hear independent music and we want to support it, and b we want to hear country music. We want to hear the original recipe we're tired of hearing pop or rock we want to hear country so you know that's been the, the funnest part of this thing is just kind of seeing slowly but surely right how big can we get it'll get a little bigger it'll get a little bigger right no absolutely you know and i think you you hit the nail right on the head you know this is this is like the perfect time for you know for a band like yours because you're right people want to hear you know i not to label anything but like authentic real right I, I like that authentic is right i think people that that I, I i like that that wording i think it's 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 around authenticity right because i think people have been force-fed so much like pre-boxed right you know record label created thought out you know what i mean the the, the music went that way and you know the the 2000s and the late 90s it started going that way and country music especially right yeah to this kind of pre-boxed formulaic deal um that was just like hey this is the formula that that sells the records and fills the arena so go do it and again it, it lost a lot of its authenticity and, and again there, i think there's a lot of people coming at this from different angles right uh in terms of the style but i think authenticity is at the end of the day what's selling yeah yeah absolutely you know the people you know the the audience knows when you're full of shit you know, well, they're getting, yeah. I feel like they're getting a lot better at it than maybe they were at yeah. one point in time. Right. right. I mean, anybody, you know, it, it's, right. you know, when you listen to the radio and, 
you know, you know that the radio guys and girls are making millions and, and all that stuff. And then you hear, you know, you hear them singing about, you know, what it's like to work a nine to five. And, you know, the regular person's like, give me a break, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a good party music. And it's good. right. Or, or people are tired of getting kind of talked down to, especially right. on the countryside. Right. Cause I think it's been the, the, the narrative forever that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a country person, right. You maybe you, you live in the country or you, you know, you're, you're involved in farming and ranching or something. You're dumb. Yeah, right? you're a you got to be spoke slowly too. And you're not very smart. You don't understand things. And I think people are tired of being, talk down to in certain yeah. terms right you know yeah absolutely absolutely you don't you don't need to make it so obvious for everybody all the time right right that's that's what makes me happy about it is is like right songwriting actual truth the art of songwriting the poetry of songwriting is returning right right you know and then and i think you're absolutely right you know because you see you know not to not to get too nuts and bolts about it but like you see these artists like Oliver Anthony or, you know, somebody even in, in the industry that puts out a song that's pretty much like, you know what, fuck you, you know, like people, people latch onto it. Well, you know, what's cool about that, right? It's the whole thing of, you know, it was that in particular, it's not about what he looked like or where he came from, right? It's purely about the music and yeah. the singing and the art. And that's what I love, right? I, I'm I'm all about. I don't really care about all the window dressing. Now I know I'm kind of in the minority, right? But I don't care. I mean, you could be 19 feet tall and purple and have a horn coming out of your head, but if you play awesome music, I'm gonna sit there with my mouth open and go, "Oh my god, that was amazing! That's awesome! Right. I love that!" Right? Right. I just don't really see any of the other of it, and that's again just me and and you know how I personally do you know look at music and things, but you know. The, the fact that art is the art aspect is coming back to it and becoming more of a, an important piece is, is very cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, let, let me ask you with, you know, both of you with, with that in mind, right. We are seeing a lot of the, the art of it coming back and the, you know, the authenticity again of, of country music. Do you think there'll be, you think this is like the Renaissance of country music where it's, it's showing the big labels like, Hey, we don't, I don't want to say we don't necessarily need you, but you might have to fall in line with what the consumer actually wants, not necessarily what you think the consumer wants. Absolutely. Uh, and it's huge. It's really huge. And if you look at like historically how much, you know, stranglehold that record labels and record companies have had over the music industry over the past, what, 80 years, it's pretty tight, you know, and then with Spotify, you know, social media, all this stuff coming out. I mean, I would say fairly recent in the whole grand scheme of things on the whole, you know, era of, uh, of the music industry. It's, it's now finally, you know, people are out there able to put out independent music and that's kind of why we started this whole thing. You know, Brent was talking about, that's not really for me. I'm not about the window dressing. I'm not about, you know, the whole cookie cutter songs and stuff. And there's still guys out there that are, that, you know, have friends that are trying to do that. They just want to be on CMT. They want to put out these cookie cutter albums. That's totally fine. But there was never a real chance for, you know, anybody else to be doing anything else aside from what the record labels wanted them to do until very recently so it's been kind of a nice like uh, i think it's had a real good push on the whole revival of things and 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 kind of tilted it back to the consumers and what they actually want 
at least at a certain degree. And it's funny. I I read an article today, actually, that said that there's a a management company and talent agency down here in Texas called True Grit Entertainment, which is essentially Cody Jinx. From my understanding, it's Cody Jinx's. He backed it, right, originally. And it was a lot of his people. They just sold to William Morris. And this is right on the hills of another very large, powerful, let's say, talent agency uh, called Red Eleven down here based out of Austin. They had sold to to William Morris as well. Um, and it just goes to Nashville and it just goes to show you that, you know, and you know, the, the economics of the, the scene down here now, right? It's not like it, it what once was maybe five, 10 years ago sure. in terms of the amount of economic impact. But I mean, it's still a massive industry down here, right? Oh, Where yeah. you can literally not leave the state of Texas and make millions of dollars every right. year. Right. No problem. But when, the, when, you know, Nashville, you know, first the Texas thing started and Nashville said, yeah, good luck. We don't need you. Not into it. Not, it's going to fail. See you later. And, you know, the Texas folks DIY'd it themselves. We, they created an industry under themselves. Literally. Yeah. I mean, radio, booking, management, artists, venues. I mean, just created the whole industry, promotion, you know, promoters, et cetera. You know, and it became a huge business. You know what I mean? I feel like that's when when, when they're buying up these agencies and things that that's all that tells me that they're well aware of the business that is being done uh, and the money that's at stake. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that you said that because, you know, we've had like a string here. Um of over the last couple of weeks we've been interviewing artists or talking with artists that are from texas you know and and it ultimately always comes up about how exactly what you said you know you could stay in texas and make millions right and you know how some of these artists you know like the like the cody johnson's of the world where you know before you know till you can't comes out you know, was already one of, if not the biggest thing to come out of Texas since, you know, uh, independence, <laughs> you know, right. and, right. you know, and everybody's like, oh, you know, I've, I've always been a Cody Johnson fan. It's like, no, you haven't, you know, well, but and that's kind of th- 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 that's that's the thing about the way the industry goes. Right. I mean, it's like little little things, little little changes happen along the way. And then all of a sudden you're on the hype train. Right. Right. And once the right people, I think, start to think you're cool, right, especially in the scene, you know, across the country now, you know, everybody kind of you know, has banded together to be like, well, if you think it's cool, then I probably need to check it out at least. And I may think it's cool. Right. And then you can go from saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm doing the same songs. I'm, I'm doing it just as well. I'm, I'm writing. I'm playing. I'm doing. And I can go from playing in a, in a you know, 500 person club to playing in a 2000 seat theater and theater in, you know, a year, six months. Right. Um, if, the, if the right wave catches you. Right. Right. Now, you know, for for a band like yours, you know, that has to you guys have to see, you know, these other acts that were big in Texas and everybody knows who they are. If you're in that, you know, that red dirt scene you know, kind of branch out and, you know, can be successful in the West Coast and the Midwest and the Northeast and, the, you know, wherever, you know, that that's going to give you some sort of hope, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's we were talking about this the other day when we were talking about this run. Right. I think it's getting pretty saturated down here. And ever since the covid, you know, mess 
and everything's tried to kind of reset. I think a lot of these venues and things have taken a little bit different approach to it. Right. So I don't, I don't think there's quite as many opportunities down here as there used to be. Right. And again, like we've talked about, there's a bunch of people and a bunch of really good people. Dallas Jackson here with tips and music artists. Are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no apps to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. be honest with you fighting for just a few spots where you look and you start coming outside of the state of texas and a lot of this is new in a lot of those states and areas right so there's these bars that are popping up as the circuit starts to form right of where you go to if you go to nebraska you play here if you go to kansas you play here if you go to arkansas you want to play here right and people are starting to learn and flock to those places there because a lot of this stuff is new and so there's 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 a lot i think sometimes there can be a lot more opportunity if you want to be busy and you want to play more shows, you know, I think nowadays you kind of have to get out of Texas, right? Because, you know, most of the Texas artists here, if you look at them, they, they, you know, they used to run 10 to 15 gigs a month easy. Yeah. And a lot of them are running, you know, eight to 12 at most, you know what I mean? Some of them running six to 10. Um, And that's just kind of how that is. So if you really want to go, you kind of got to get out of state, I think. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, we, we work with a lot of, um, work closely with a lot of venues around here in, in up here in the, in the new England area. And, you know, with all the people I've talked to, I'm like, Oh, you know, you guys should try to, you know, I would talk to the venue and be like, Hey, what would it take to get, you know, these artists up here? And they were like, well, 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 they'll never come here. And it's, you know, and two years ago when I started this, I was like, well, why? And they're like, well, they're, they're used to X amount of dollars. And in this area, we can't guarantee that, they're going to bring anybody because they were popular in one spot doesn't right. mean it's going to, they're going to be popular here. So what they're going to ask for, we can't provide for, you know? And it's like, like at, at some point that cycle too has to break. Oh, for sure. Well, it's on both sides, right? It's on right. us too. We, yeah. We've got to be able to say, look, Hey, right. Venues. We understand that we're partners in this thing, right. Together. So we've got to be able to find a way if it's going to work. Right to say, look, there's, there's gotta be a, a middle ground where, you know, you, you are protected. Right. And we're not completely hung out to dry. And again, we've always been really good about the business. You know, a lot of times when we've dealt with venues down here anywhere, right. We'll typically say, look, give us three to four dates within a year. If you like this band, you believe, you like the music, you, you think it's going to play, give us three to four dates. And, 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 you know, typically we'd say, Hey, if there's a chance we can open a bigger show, right. Get in front of some more people that maybe don't know us all the better, but give us three or four dates and let's see what happens. Right. Because typically we can grow that market. And then, you know, at the end of that third or fourth date, let's, let's kind of re re look at where we are. And if it didn't work and it didn't work and I'll shake your hand and we'll walk down the road, but you know, we'll, we'll do a deal that, that, that kind of makes you, you know, protects you a little bit. Right. Cause you're kind of going out on a limb, giving us an opportunity. And if we can kind of do our deal and get people in the door, we'll renegotiate that deal at that point in time, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it, it, I, I like that you said that because I, you know, when I first started this whole thing, there was a few artists that I really wanted to come up here. Cause we have some great, we have some great spots up here, you know, oh, you for, do. 
for country mm-hmm. music. And, you know, it was the same thing. It's like, Our well, boy Dale goes up there all the time. Mm-hmm. Say that again? I said our boy Dale Watson goes up there all the time. Why? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he loves it. He loves going up and down the East Coast. And again, yeah. like I said, we, we've had a bunch of people do that come from Texas that have done the New York thing and some others. You know, there's some places in Virginia and some places in D.C. I've seen that'll, that'll play. And so, like you said, I, I agree. There, there's more opportunity there. But I, I think if you're out of state, you need to be focused on some of the more up and comers. Right. Yeah. To build relationships with those folks rather than trying to, like you said, there's certain folks that are like, look, I, I'm not going for less than X uh, guarantee. Right. And the bar may go, look, we're going to lose our tail on that guarantee. And that's just something that ain't going to work. Right. And the right. artist is going to say, look, I don't need to do it. But, you know, you get with some of the up and coming artists and you say, look, we want to build a relationship. Right. We want to be there on the ground floor. We want to build with you. I think that's where the opportunity is on both sides of the, the coin. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really really smart that makes a lot of sense you know we have our our friends over at the uh the porch up here in medford they're they're a um they're a bar restaurant live music venue kind of thing and you know the guy that runs that his name's jonathan post and he he brings literally i shouldn't say literally because he's probably gonna listen to this and be like what are you doing to me um (laughs) But like he gives those people that chance, you know, like it, right. it's, and, it's and I think it's twofold, right? There, there, I think there's business upside and there's just the whole if, if you if you love this, right, and mm-hmm. you want to be a part of it and you want to help it grow and you want to nurture it. I think it's so cool. I, I know it would be for me. Right. If I could look back and be like, hey, man, remember when no one would give no one even knew who Charlie Crockett was no one even cared. And we right. said, hey, man, this is different. This is interesting. This seems cool. Let's give it a shot. And, you know, we were the first to the to, to bring them up here. And yep. or Cody Johnson or anybody, right? Mike and the Moon Pies, any of these guys that are that are really branching out and doing well, right? I, I think there's it's twofold, right? You want to be able to be business successful, but I, I think there's something to be said about saying, look, hey, I, I really I I contributed to this thing, so to speak, right? I'm a part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's um there's a lot to be said about about that sort of thing. You know, and I again back to the porch, you know my buddy Jonathan, he had, you know, Charles Wesley Godwin in the, um, in the Allegheny high at his place, you know, a year before they're selling out some of the bigger venues in, in the city of Boston, you know, and yeah. it's like, it's like, this is great. This is awesome. Now it's, you know, with us, I would always say I've, I've been a huge, huge, huge to our detriment, maybe at times proponent of the people that were there when no one cared that matters to us. Yeah. It should matter to everyone. So I might be in a situation to say, Hey, look, I know we got to go to a different venue, right? Cause we got to go make, Hey, we got to make money, but trust me, I will take care of you. Right. And we're going to do something for you. And we're going to have a time where we all stand around and look and be like in this crazy Remember when it was us and five people at your bar and they'll go, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, but you know, we would always be in a situation to say, look, if you took care of us early on and you were one of the people betting on us and supporting us when, you know, no one else was really on the bandwagon, you'll always have a place. And again, I, I may drive booking people nuts, but if we'd made good money, I'm like, we're going to do another tour now and we're going to go back through and play all the places that we first played. And I want those bars to have the biggest night ever. You know what I mean? And let's, let's, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Damn. God, I, I love the business side of this. It's, it's so fascinating <laughs> to me, you know, it, 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 because it's like such a, you know, what you guys have is such a t- 
Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Well, there you have it, everyone. A big thank you to Josh and Brent again from the Broken Spokes for coming on today. Never a disappointment with these guys, right? I mean, that that was one hell of a conversation. We talked about literally everything, um, you know. So a big thank you to them. A big thank you to everybody listening today. Um, couldn't do this show without you. Some things we have going on um, coming up again, like I talked about. Boots and Whiskey Entertainment is up and running. It is there. We got a blog up about our Aaron Lewis show from last week, um, which you're going to hear much more about. Coming up soon, trust me. Um, and yeah, we, God, guys, thank you so much for all the traffic to that. You, you crashed the goddamn website first day. Um, so thank you for that. Um, coming up this week, we do have another episode coming out on Thursday. Um, for sure this time. I'm not quite sure who it's going to be yet. We got a few options. I'm going to go through and see who's next on the list. I'm not just, just not looking at it at the moment. I can't tell you who it is um yeah and then what else do we got um this weekend we're gonna be going to the dcu center um with thanks to our friends over at the dcu center for um hot wheels monster trucks it's like a glow in the dark thing we're gonna we're gonna post some pictures from it there write up a little blog about it we can't wait for that Uh, my boys are super excited for that cannot wait to see that um yeah it's gonna be great The, the boys love love big trucks like that you know that's good old american boys that we have um so yeah we'll uh we'll take pictures we'll write up a review a big thank you for the dcu center again for for having us and um yeah maybe we'll talk about that next week um on the show um and definitely look out for a blog or probably over the weekend um we are doing some housekeeping and house cleaning around the studio here so um hopefully hopefully we get this this thing back in order here again we've moved some things around not that you've ever really seen the studio we've never really done anything live but hopefully we're gonna we're gonna change that up hopefully in 2024 um you know do some maybe do some video podcasts going forward um so yeah really guys thank you again so much for coming on and and doing the damn thing with us here again facebook instagram twitter tiktok yada 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 social media is everywhere go check it out like subscribe follow the whole nine yards guys thank you so much again broken spokes thank you so much my god without you this episode isn't happening um so thank you for your authentic sound your hospitality your your demeanor you guys are just fucking incredible thank you so much um till thursday um keep those boots on the ground the whiskey in the glass y'all cheers remember here at the boots and whiskey podcast it's all about real people real stories real country guys Thank you again so much. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and the rest of your week. We'll see you right back here Thursday at midnight or Thursday morning at midnight, Wednesday night, midnight, whatever, whatever it is. And um, have a great few days, guys. Cheers.